What's up, guys? I'm Chelsea Hernandez, music editor at Swagger R Us, and you're now tuned into my podcast, Time Out, where I have conversations with music-related subjects about their workings in music. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's Chelsea Hernandez, music editor with Swagger R Us, and you are tuned into Time Out. Today's guest is Alexander23. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to ask you, we're like the same age. So what is it like being a young, successful musician in Hollywood right now? Like, what's that scene like for you? Well, thank you for calling me both young and successful. I appreciate it. Um, uh, it's really fun. I mean, I think like the, uh, the coolest part about being, I guess, our age is I think you really start to see people come into themselves and become who they inevitably were going to be. Um, and it's cool to just see your friends kind of uh, blossoming alongside you. So I, I feel very fortunate to be, I feel like I'm, uh, it feels like I'm part of a, a community out here, which is very nice being that I'm not from here. Yeah, that's good. It's always good to have a sense of community, especially when you're someplace where you didn't grow up and you don't know, like people, you haven't known people for years. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's cool. So how exactly did you start like get your start in music how did you start making music what drew you towards that yeah I mean I've been doing it for literally like as long as I can remember I think when I was like eight or something I saw my dad playing guitar and it was just something that kind of immediately drew me in um and yeah I started my first band when I was like nine and haven't really looked you know back since then and I think that's why I'm so excited for touring because that's how all this started for me. I think a lot of kids these days start kind of in the studio phase, you know, on a laptop and stuff, which is amazing. And it's created some incredibly innovative music, but for me, everything kind of started on stage. So I'm excited to get back to that. Nice. Yeah. So where are you most excited to perform? Like what state where, where are you like most, most excited to go? Yeah. I mean, obviously everywhere but there's something always nice about coming home to Chicago and playing shows and and having you know my my family there and my friends from growing up there and and also I think it's really cool for them to see that like people there you know I've I've you know some fans now you know and they're not gonna like be you know like I've played so many shows in my life just to like my grandparents and like my homies from growing up so and it's cool for them as cool as it is for me to have fans like I think it's even cooler for them to see that like you know, my music is connecting with people outside of our, you know, circle. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice for them to, you know, be able to, to witness and you've been doing it for a good amount of time now. So it's always nice to see that growth. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So what sort of music did you grow up listening to? You're kind of in like that pop, like indie sort of genre, but what mm-hmm. like, speaks to you I guess yeah I mean I think I, I definitely had a lot of phases I mean my my dad um is incredibly into music and so you know I think like my you know early impressions of listening to music as a kid were like driving to basketball tournaments like an hour and a half away and we would just do like one album all the way through and stuff like that so um when I was a kid it started with a lot of just like uh, progressive rock honestly some like weird stuff like super tramp and genesis and yes and i think that's kind of where i get my like kind of a little like strange sense of like harmony and, and chord changes from um and then once i uh started getting more serious about writing songs i got really into you know people like john mayer and, and, and stuff like that um just people in general who like put the song first you know yeah 
That's good. Um, so you released an EP, I believe, in 2019, right? And then you just released one this year. Um, what? How were the processes different from the first one to the second one? What was that like? Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, the, the biggest difference for me was when I was writing a lot of the first EP, I was on and off the road and stuff and when you get to go and play shows and you get to see how songs interact with people live I think it generally can change how you approach the studio um, and being that the second EP was written mostly in quarantine um, I think that generally affected kind of like the pace of it and the arrangements and stuff and I think that's why that's a big reason why you see the second EP is a lot more drawn back and and uh, acoustic and and soft and stuff because that's just what my, my life was and I think some uh, you know, songwriters do a really good job of kind of projecting themselves out onto narratives outside of their own lives. And for me, that's always been really hard. I, I have a much easier time just writing literally about my life and literally about how I'm feeling. So, um, yeah, I think that's why the second EP is it's a bit more drawn back and, and softer. Okay. Um, there was a song off of the EP that I wanted to ask you about, uh, Come Here and Leave Me Alone, since you just mentioned that you like draw from your life um experiences what was the background for that song what inspired it yeah um just a a constant battle you know internal battle of you know both wanting you know romantic interactions and and uh you know fulfillment through other people and and simultaneously like I'm a person like really really needs my my time and space and autonomy over both of those things and you know I think that's definitely affected you know, relationships that have been in, you know, whether they're platonic or romantic or, or, or anything in between, um, it's just something that is definitely a constant theme in my life, you know, for better and for worse. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I'm the same way. I need my space. Are you an only child? I am not, but I am the oldest. Oh. And I feel like there's some similarities between old, you know, oldest and only child. Yeah. Only children. Yeah, I think so. I'm an only child. So I was going to say, like, I'm definitely on that same, like, wavelength where I need to be by myself. I need my me time, like. Totally. And I think that's healthy. And I think in the long run, that's, that's a quality that will make you an excellent partner, whether that takes some, some wiggling and figuring out, you know, exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what was your favorite song off of your, um, first EP the I'm sorry I love you EP and then your favorite song off of this one um since you know like you were saying the processes are different there are different circumstances for each one mm-hmm. um so which yeah what were your favorites from both yeah well first of all I love this question I don't think I've ever been asked that about like both EPs um I think off my first EP my first EP I think I would have to go with my song 30 AF1s mm-hmm. um it's a song that I'm just really proud of. And, and even more so than that, it's the first thing I ever made that felt like only I could have made it. And it's a really, really good feeling as a, as a songwriter and producer. And, and um, for me, like the goal in the studio is it's like, I, I've kind of flipped my perspective from like, I want to make the, the best song to like, I want to make the song the best it can be. And for me, that song is that, you know, is the best version of that feeling in that song. Um, and then off the second EP, um, 
my favorite is it's the last song it's called track nine um and yeah like another like thing i try to do in the studio when i'm when i'm making music is like i want to like get the song as close to the feeling as possible and i think for me like track nine like that version of that song and the feeling that i'm trying to communicate they're like they're one thing like i think i really like got like right up against it nice okay so what um would you say was the hardest song to write off of oh no not again like I guess the song that you had to be most vulnerable on yeah I think it's also track nine for sure that was just like um usually I like I've been thinking about this a lot because it's like a, a few months ago my mom asked me she's like why are all your songs sad like you're not really like a sad person and I'm like that's that's true I am not really that sad of a person why are all my songs sad like and then I was like I guess it's because like when I'm happy I just don't need to do anything with that like I can just go and be happy and when I'm sad I need to put it somewhere and uh but having said that like I'm not the type of person that like if I get sad like I can't just like come in the studio and just like write about it like I need time to like process it and reflect it and track nine was kind of like the first time I broke out of that and kind of like wrote something as I was feeling it. Um, and it was a super cathartic process, but it certainly wasn't like fun by any means. Yeah. So on that same thought, do you think you would in the future when you're writing songs that are based off of like that sadness, do you think you're going to follow suit with track nine and kind of like write as you're feeling it? Or do you think you'll allow yourself to go back to processing before writing? Yeah, I think I'll kind of just like, I think a little bit of both, like I'll, I'll just be more open to it being possible and stuff. That's been kind of a big theme of this next writing process is kind of like breaking down, you know, barriers and rules that I've put around and about myself. And so, um, yeah, I'm grateful for that song for a lot of reasons, but one of them for sure is just like showing myself that it's possible to, to kind of uh, internalize and, and externalize at the same time. Nice, okay. Um... I know that you, you know, it's not been too long since you put out this EP, but are you working on anything else? Um, like, do you plan on, I guess, debuting any new music like, like before your shows or? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely am planning on putting some stuff out. I'm not exactly sure what that means yet, but I definitely want to get some stuff out um, before tour I have so many new songs that I'm so excited about and I just like I don't think I will be literally capable of not putting them out before I'm back on the road and and also some of them just would be too fun to play live to not have out so we'll definitely get some new stuff out awesome um are you allowed to say like what your favorite song is that you're currently working on and that hasn't been released yet like what are you most excited for people to hear That's an amazing question. I don't know if anything is like far enough along yet to say, you know, I'll give a couple of little things. And if someone like hears it and then in a year when they finally hear the song, maybe they'll know that I was just excited about now, but I have a song uh, that I think is going to be called RIP you and me that I'm very uh, excited about. It's another one that I feel like really like gets to like the essence of the, of the feeling. Um, What's and that then it's just kind of like a, a, it feels like the last song of like a musical about like a relationship that I was in. Like, it's just like the close, you know, the curtains close after it. And it's just like, okay, we can finally move on now. 
Okay. Um, or at least I can. But um, and then I have another one that I think is going to be called "I Still Miss You." So honestly, kind of very different. But um, but I'm excited about that one too. And hopefully that's the name. If it's not, you'll still get it. It's the line in the song. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, do you have a timeline for that stuff? You know, around when it'll be released? Not, not really yet. Um, I'm kind of just enjoying like. I feel like for the past few years, uh, it's always been about like writing the next song. And this is kind of the first time since before I started putting on music that I'm just able to kind of just write in a vacuum and just, you know, see where these songs take me. So I'm not really putting any, you know, boundaries on it yet, but I do want to get stuff out because I, um, I don't think it's healthy, at least for me, everyone's different, but I don't like like sitting on stuff for too long because I just know that like new stuff is going to happen in my life and this stuff is going to you know, seem trivial compared to the stupid shit that I got myself into in, in six months. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. I completely understand that. Um, is there anything else that you would like people to know anything that you want to plug or anything that you just want to say? Um, thinking a lot about hydration lately, <laughs> it, it's kind of a trap it's kind of a trap because you get, you get super hydrated and then you just have to pee all the time. And so like, I think I'd rather just be dehydrated and not just go to the bathroom all the time. I've been drinking so much water. It's distracting. So I think it's a little overrated. I think people have really pushed towards that in recent years. And I want to, you know, say maybe stay dehydrated, you know, not like unhealthily, like don't be like crippled by your dehydration, but you don't need to like be drinking a ton of water. So that's what I would like to tell people. Don't drink water. That's great. <laughs> Thank you for that. So I'm, I'm oh, plugging dear. dehydration to give you <laughs> your question. Oh my God. Thank you. I, you know, crazy enough though, I kind of agree. I've been drinking a lot of water and it's just like, I, there's not enough time in the day for me to use the bathroom as much. Like I have other stuff that I need to get done. That's what I'm saying. I'll be in the studio, like on a roll and then I'll have to like pee every like you know, 20, 30 minutes. And I'm like, well, that makes it sound like a problem. It's not that, you know, come on, but it's just, it's enough already. Like, I think we need to like, as a society decide like the minimum amount of water you can drink while still being like relatively healthy. And that's what we should tell people to do. It shouldn't be about like, you know, two gallons a day. That's just too much. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You have a great point. It's, it's, thank you, Chelsea. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm (laughs) very honored to start this movement with you. Yes, I will support you all the way. Dehydration. Means a lot. Yeah. Means a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for watching. Um, Make sure you follow SwagRS for the latest in music, fashion, and creative culture. Thank you for listening to this episode of Time Out. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us at SwaggerRS on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.